This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Welcome, welcome, Amplify You families. Michelle Abraham here, your host. And today I am delighted to bring you an amazing guest. We're doing a behind the mic interview with Candy Mutzik. So Candy, oh my gosh, she is the host of She Coaches Coaches podcast. She is a coach herself. She is an entrepreneur, an author, and she is the coach for coaches herself. So <laughs> I love saying that, the coach for coaches. So she believes that coaching can transform lives. She helps get coaches stuck and unstuck. No, get you don't get help coaches get stuck. You help them get no. unstuck. <laughs> unstuck and feel more confident so they can play a bigger game in this world. I love it because you're helping them sign contracts with clients and create more meaningful success. And you're a recovering corporate executive and, and engineer, which is amazing. So you combine the practical strategy and mindset, which is a very common and unique approach in the coaching world, which I love that about you, Candy. So welcome to Amplify You. We're so excited to dive in with you today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been, I've known you for a couple of months now, and I just always enjoy talking to you. So I'm really honored to be on your podcast. Oh, well, thank you. Likewise, I'm loving getting to know you too. And I think this is just such a cool podcast that you've put together. So how long has your podcast been uh, alive for now? So it is now on episode 17. So it is Ooh. almost four months. It's like I'm awesome. over that hump. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're into the groove of it. So what inspired you to create a podcast that's coaching? So helping other coaches. Because sometimes so people, I gotta it's, say, kind of a fun, it's a funny thing, right? Because sometimes people think like, well, why would you want to help the people that are going to be our competition? But I love, I love, I know you, I know you've got a, a good angle on this. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I got to apologize to begin with the name of my podcast sounds so great and then when you start to talk about it it's a real tongue twister so she coaches coaches I'm a coach for coaches it's like oh, all the coaches in the world right so <laughs> well, at least we why, know what you do is literal <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so why coaches it's because coaches love to help people and then they forget about themselves mm -hmm. and they forget that they need to be coached to be a good coach you always have to be growing and you always have to be just kind of giving yourself that gift of compassion and seeing your own blind spots so then that not only are you happier and more fulfilled which means that you're an example for the people that you're involved with but you can help them even better you know so i think i think that's why for me 
Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, because like I said before, it's an unusual thing to think of like coaching like other coaches that are doing similar out there, but it's actually the perfect, perfect thing because you've had an experience, you know, starting and having a successful coaching practice. So now it makes perfect sense to go back and help those coaches that are struggling. And and like you said, it's like kind of like why I help podcasters because they're out there helping the world in a bigger way. And so by helping them, then I help make a bigger impact in the world. So I think we share that commonality candy with why we do what we do because it's making such a big impact in, in the things that we do. So what have you noticed with working with coaches? Are they more likely to hire a coach to help them or do coaches tend to try to like DIY it? Oh, coaches are usually DIYers. They probably have a library full of self-help books and they talk all the coach lingo all the time. And then they forget, they forget that they could use a coach too. And so, so often when a new coach gets on the call with me, I say, so, you know, how's it going? You know, and they say, oh, I love coaching. And then we talk about it and they go, you know, I've never actually had a coach myself. And when they get their own coach, whether it's me or another coach, mm. then when they see that change in their life, it just makes it so much easier to grow their own practice because now they're really, um, you know, they're speaking from the heart. Like I made this change in my life and that means that I can help you make it too. Right. And I guess they see the value too. And like the value you're bringing to helping them in their business. Now they can now bring that value to their clients in their situations too. I guess that they can see the ripple effect, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So I love that um, coaching, uh, coaching coaches, uh, we all need coaches. I know for myself, my business really grew when I hired a coach. <laughs> and so, uh, and now that I have many coaches, it just keeps growing. So <laughs> do you suggest um, that coaches uh, get a coach right at the beginning of their business? Or is this something that they should try to do, do it themselves for a little while first, get stuck and then hire a coach? I think everybody needs a coach and I think we're getting to that point in the world where people will have more than one coach. So, you know, think about 10, 15 years ago, nobody had a personal trainer or only very well to do people had personal trainers. But now when you want to go to the gym, you might have a nutritionist to help you eat better. You probably have a personal trainer to help you lift better. Mm -hmm. You may have a yoga instructor that you go to for your flexibility and your mobility. Like we just take it for granted that we have all these experts in our lives around our physical health. So that's what coaches are going to be ready to do. Have a business coach, have a life coach, have a nutrition coach. You know, I, I think that we're going to be seeing a, place where people have multiple coaches and mm -hmm. not, you know, the more support we get, the better we are. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like a taboo thing. Like you haven't, it's not like you're, you've, you've gone down a hole and you've gotten stuck or you're, you know, you're, it's, um, having a coach is like the preventative measure. I feel like not the, the reactive measure once you like, you need to go to therapy or something, right? Like having yeah. a coach is like that support. Like you said, I remember an interesting, um, Somebody told me the other day, uh, not the other day, it was in the last couple of years, I can't remember who said it, but um, they asked like, do you know how many coaches Anthony Hopkins has, like the famous actor? Everyone's like, oh, probably none. He's got it all figured out, right? He's a millionaire. He has nine coaches coaching wow. him. And just what you said, like on every aspect of like from nutrition to voice to acting to camera to 
whatever it is, but he has a lo- like nine coaches working with him on a regular basis. And I was like, huh, that's an interesting clue to, you know, not, like hiring a coach that's so valuable, but not just one coach, but in so many different areas of your life, like you said, it's amazing. So do you see coaches doing things wrong or what are, what are some of the things that you can really uh, help us, um, you know, shed some light on uh, for a lot of our, the reason, one of the reasons that obviously we want to talk about your podcast, but one of the reasons that I re- really want to dig into this coaching is that so many of our podcasters are coaches. And so I love your insight on, yeah, what, what are some things that you see coaches doing that they could improve on out there? So one of the big things is that DIY mindset, you know, trying to do it all themselves. And so you're going to spend a lot of time and energy trying to figure it out for yourself or you hire somebody that's going to help you that investment saves you the time and energy. So then you can go and spend your energy doing the things that you're really gifted for. So that's one thing that I see with coaches. The other is getting stale, you know, not continuing to grow, not continuing to improve your coaching skills, watching coaches in other industries even and going, gosh, what could I just learn from watching another coach, let alone even taking another certification. So always, always growing. I think that's another really big, uh, good point for new coaches, especially. Yeah. That personal development as well as the, the business development, right? Is that what you're, is that mm-hmm. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, we're always continually growing and oh my gosh, you can learn so many things from so many people. And uh, I just love that you know, when you're able to uh, learn from other people, you adapt, like you said, in different markets that aren't necessarily the exact same as what you're doing. But like, you know, someone who's teaching about finances, we could really learn how they're teaching and coaching on finances in our world too. Um, I think that's great. So are you seeing, so out of the coaches that you're, that you're working with and you're seeing some successes with them, what are some of the indicators of success for a coach? Mm. So indicators of success, I think it's people who are willing to feel any feeling Mm -hmm. and that they expect that it's not going to necessarily go well right off the bat, but that that's okay. They, you know, they've got some resilience so they can fall back on that. Lots of times we try something new and it goes great. And then other times it is just not, it is just an absolute mess. So an indicator for me is somebody who comes in, they've made a mess and they go, wait a minute, what can I do here to bring this back? How can I feel good enough to try again? And one of the things that I really like to recommend people do is look for what went well. You know, even if, if, even if it's a complete mess, there's still something that went well there and watch for that. There's gotta be something. Maybe it was just that you had that spark of courage to get out there, but look for something that went well. And if you can do that when you're building your coaching business, I think that it's going to really help you stay the course until you're successful. Mm, celebrate those little wins. I remember starting a business. It was so hard because it was like for one peak, then like, yeah, I got there. And then it was to the next peak. And it was like, no, wait a second. Like we need to like slow down for a second. Appreciate what little marker that we just went through instead of blowing past. I think we have 
especially women <laughs> have a tendency to like, what's yeah. next? Okay. What's next? What's next? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Let's just celebrate that win for one minute. <laughs> celebrate that win, soak it in. And otherwise you're not seeing success very quickly, right? You're always like forward focusing and not in the present um, yeah. as much, right? <laughs> Oh, totally. And um, the coach that I work with, she is always reminding me that, you know, yeah, you set a goal, but 99.9% .9 of your time, you're moving towards the goal. You're not actually there. So you better enjoy it. That 99.9% .9 of the time, like enjoy the entire process, not just that one second when you finally, um, you know, made that money goal or created that listener goal or whatever. And so that just kind of reminds me to be, I'm here and I get to do something that I love to do. So I better choose to enjoy all of it. Mm, yeah, I love that. It's you know, not about the destination. It's about the journey, the journey along the way, because we spend so much time in that journey too, but we're always rushed to the destination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great. Um, now for your, uh, your podcast, when people come and listen to your podcast, what kind of things can they expect to learn from your show? Okay. So I like to have this blend of real practical strategy. I kind of call it like boots on the ground, practical life. This is matter of fact, the way we do things. And I also like to blend in the mindset. So I want people to know how to actually practically work with mindset to make it work for them. Mm. It's one of those terms that sounds real airy fairy mindset. Like what is that? Right. But then when you actually know, oh, okay, let me look at exactly what my thoughts are. And let me understand how I feel when I think those thoughts. Now I've got more power. And if you can do that, then you've got so much more available to you in so many areas. So I think that's the thing is it's combination between, you know, boots on the ground strategy, mm -hmm. practical, nothing fancy. Um, it works. And then the mindset how to actually work your mindset. Mm, that's great. So practical information, which is great because they can take that and use that in their own business. And that comes, I think, you know, the practical, I love your mix between practical and strategy and implementation and mindset and your past is a, as an engineer. So how does that work into play as you as a coach now? <laughs> Oh yeah, so that's the recovering engineer part of me. So how it, it's funny because I figured out that what I like to do is I like to codify things. I don't know mm. if that's a real word, but that's what I do. So I'll look at something and I'll go, oh, well you need to have five steps to do that. And then I create my little steps. And so I like to make like little, I can almost call them drawings. They're not art, they're like drawings about step number one, do this. Step number two, do that. <laughs> And I'm, I'm sure that that's that old historical engineer just kind of rearing its head on me again. And creating a framework, right? But that's great. That's yeah. an awesome. It's like a pathway for your clients to do. You use that for your clients to follow or is that for yourself I do. to follow? Your yeah, well, well. For, every, for everybody. And I'm forever making frameworks. I've got a couple of main ones, but then even within those, I make little frameworks. It helps people know when they've made that next step on the path, it's like, oh, okay, I'm now at step number three and they know they're making progress, right? Mm, that's awesome. So do you have one for new coaches out there? I do. 
Um, I have something, it's got a very, very fancy name. Um, it's <laughs> called the five C's for new coaches. And so there's five steps, five pillars, and they all work in a cycle. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about sure, it? Sure. Yeah. I'd love to hear some. Okay. So the first step is about clarity and like really knowing what you want. The next one, we move on to courage because nothing happens without that little burst of courage, mm. compassion. And in this case, it's compassion for yourself and that you're growing mm. and then celebrate, celebrate is that. Mm. So what's going well here? What's working? And finally, confidence. And we so often think that confidence happens like early in the game and we wait for confidence. Confidence only happens after we've had the courage to do something and then eventually we get confident. So that's my five C's little mm -hmm. framework for new coaches. Yeah. I love that. Cause you can just, you can work that little framework over and over again because you get clear, you have the courage, you give yourself a break. If you didn't do it right the first time you celebrate yeah. that little win that gives you more confidence. And then you do it again. It's like, it's less like, you keep doing the five C's over and over until you get better and better. I like that. Yeah. That's really great. And it's so nice to have something that's like alliteration that you can like, you know, or a framework or something that you can like, you know, uh, easily understand and easily um, maneuver. It's something we're trying to create in my business too, where it's a framework that makes people go from A to Z in an easier systematized way. My brain does not work like an engineer though. <laughs> it is way too creative and it's not. So it's harder to get those systems into my brain. <laughs> but you have the creativity. The creativity <laughs> yeah. is a gift to yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, sometimes too creative. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's, you know, it's one of those things that you know, that's uh, when a coach comes to you, you can really help them with a framework for their coaching program too. I see that being a real gift that you can also deliver. I don't know if that's something that you've even considered doing with your clients, but like helping them come up with their signature system and their framework, I think is definitely in your zone of genius. <laughs> oh, I love doing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forever standing there with a bunch of post-it notes, trying to organize them. And uh, think, <laughs> well, we did this first and then that second. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so great. So what's been the best thing about having a podcast so far? Ah, oh, the best thing is uh, a couple of weeks ago and it's still new, right? Like, so yeah. a couple of weeks ago I was looking and I found out that there are people in 39 countries who have listened wow. to my podcast. Now, you know, sometimes it's only one or two people, and I don't care. Like right now we're in the midst of COVID. I can't travel. And yeah. so I can look at the map and go, oh, look at that. Somebody from, you know, St. Kitts listened to my podcast. I think that's the best thing is I get that feeling like I'm still connected with the world. Yeah. And so for me, that's, that's pretty cool. That's really cool. Especially when you can see the numbers too, where you're like, you're an international, um, you know, right? person, right? Like, you know, we're, and it's funny, someone said this to me the other day, like since COVID they've had to like rechange their business from a local business to like a global business. And it's like, yeah, it's great. We can now work globally <laughs> with people all over the world. So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It has been great. Yeah, that's so neat. So I love 39 countries. That's huge. Really that's good. Congratulations. Thought. Yeah. Oh, it's good for my geography too. You know? Yeah, because you're like, where is that country? <laughs> I remember telling I remember telling someone the other day that they were 
they were like, oh, they were raised up in the rankings. They're like number two or three in the country. Um, oh, I forget what country it is right now, but they, they're like, I've never even heard of that country. I'm like, well, they love you there. So yeah. <laughs> put, put it on your travel plans to go visit. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, Kenny, you know, it's one of those things I'd love to hear. This is kind of where our podcast uh, audiences want to grow through our podcast. But I think it's the same as coaching coaches who want to grow their coaching clientele. Where do you suggest they go and look for clients if they're just getting started in a coaching in a coaching space? Yeah. So, the place to look for clients is individual, not mm. individual to the client, but individual to the coach. It's really about going where those people are. And I'm not talking that you have to get super, super detailed mm -hmm. on that you know, ideal client avatar that often entrepreneurs create. Mm -hmm. But if you like to talk to moms of little yeah. kids, where do those moms hang out? Mm -hmm. So go there. You know, that's where they already are. Go to them, help them. And then eventually you'll be in a position to offer and invite them to come and work with you. So go to, go to the place that your clients are. Mm. Yeah. And I think that goes for our podcast listener growth too. So relating it back to our podcasters that are listening to you, if you're growing a podcast, go to where your listeners are hanging out already. So I love that answer. It's the same, same answer for podcast growth too. go to where they're hanging out, joining the conversation, right? Yeah. <laughs> see, see if you can entice them with the little, you know, leave your link to your podcast episodes and, you know, talking about, you know, the no yelling cure if they're talking to moms or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. a great, <laughs> and yeah, also really great. genuinely, you know, like offer mm -hmm. to help from that place of, I'm just being a helpful person. I'm not doing yeah. it with an agenda. Like I'm just, yeah. Can I help you? How could I help you? That's the biggest thing. People yeah. feel that and they want to work with that. Yeah. And I can feel that when I listen to your show too, Candy, I can feel that genuine um, want to give and want to help and want to support the coaches out there. So I think people listening to your show really get that feeling from you. Um, and that's why they listen because they, they know that you're, you don't have a hidden agenda. You're there to deliver some amazing content and also really, um, you know, be there to support them in a real way. And it's authentic. It's not, and that's the thing I love about podcasting. You can't hide, you can't be inauthentic on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very hard to fake oh, it you. for and a I, long time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I really appreciate the compliment too. It's just, uh, yeah, it means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, I love what you're doing. And I think there's such a need for um, coaches. And I think just, you know, have you found that it's been hard to let new coaches know that they should have a coach, that, that coaches should be out, like you, like it's a great idea to have a coach as a new coach or, cause I feel like, you know, like we we're talking before, they're kind of the do it yourself kind of thing. So how have you kind of bridged that gap from like them not really realizing that they need you until they're like, oh my gosh, I do need you. <laughs> You know, I just, I try to say it, but I try to say it in a relatively gentle fashion because I've got this, I'm really strong opinion about it. And I really don't want it to come across that I'm like, well, you know, that if you just did this, it would just be so much better. I don't want to be calling them out. I don't want to be making them go like, oh gosh, that woman's kind of scary. So really it's just person by person and inviting them. And reminding them too, like, I don't know, there's this, um, this kind of the feeling of if you see somebody having a challenge, it's so easy just to say, hey, I could help you. 
you know, just mm. offer to really help somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. You're so helpful. <laughs> it's so oh, the helpful one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know being helpful, being helpful feels good. And it like how, you know, it really is really how I feel like it's really helped support me growing my business too. like being helpful, but genuinely being helpful. People are attracted to that. And they, they can feel that from you. So uh, yeah. I think that's amazing. And, I, like, and, and similarly, I can really feel that from you. And that's one of the reasons that I chose to work with you is I'm like, oh God, she's such a sweet person so helpful right? <laughs> yes you think helpful goes a long way right? oh yeah <laughs> totally does so what are your plans for 2021 so for the podcast mm. for your coaching programs let's see yeah. what have you got coming up oh so what i've got coming up is more weekly podcast episodes and pretty yeah. soon i'm speaking of courage and confidence i'm going to get my courage up and start doing some interviews. So I'm looking forward to doing that, featuring some coaches. Some of the coaches that I feature will be my clients and I'm super excited for that. I've got some amazing clients. And some will just be a different perspective, a different perspective on coaching. So that's it for the podcast. For me personally, um, I am working with a really fun beta program that I've created called Your First Paying Clients. I'm just doing my beta group right now and we are just having a riot. It's so easy. I want to make it really practical. There's that practical world again. (laughs) Um, And like, like, Oh, of course, like, just like, of course I could do this, that trust in themselves that they can go out and get their first paying clients. That's the Mm. best hurdle for new coaches. So Mm. I'm doing this right now and it's so much fun and I'm hoping to grow it in 2021. Oh yeah. That's such a great idea for a program because I think it's where a lot of people, I remember moving from the fitness industry. I had a lot of friends where fitness professionals, nutritionists, and they would go out there in the world, get a business, get a website, and then not be able to get clients and just give up and go back and get a job. I was like, no, you know, so just getting those first clients is such a monumental step in their success. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, no, it's really fun. And and the reason, I mean, it's such a fancy name of a program, your first paying clients. But <laughs> the reason that the reason that I'm calling it that is that's exactly what they told me they wanted. I did a survey. I love sending out surveys to my mm-hmm. email list. And like 66, 67% of them said, I don't know how to get my first paying clients. And I thought, fine. Holy smokes. Yeah. Fine. That's I could help you, right? And so I thought, well, I could spend a lot of time figuring out a fancy name for it, or I could just start. And so we've just started and it's working great. Yeah. And I think a literal name is probably the best when it comes (laughs) to that. No hidden agenda as to what you're trying to do. Just trying to get your first paying clients. I love that. And you know, it's interesting because I I want to bring back to our audience, just like, did you pick up on that nugget? Candy said she surveys her audience. And this is not the first time I've heard Candy say this before. So I know you survey your audience in your email list. So can you tell us a couple of things that you've done to one, grow that email list? And then two, like, how are you using that list to then form your business in your programs? Mm, Yeah. So that's a big question. So let me see how I can be quick with that one. So to grow my list, um, the first thing is I grow it in a kind of an unusual way. Mm -hmm. I use Pinterest. Um, Pinterest is organic 
It is easy. It has long-term return for the effort that you put into it. And it is by far my best way of growing my email list. Um, so that's on the growing the email list. I talk to my email list every single week. Mm -hmm. I send them an email. I try to keep it kind of chatty and stuff every single week. I always want to tell them about my new podcast, especially since <laughs> it's really going along good. And what was the other question? I forgot the other that was, question. That was it. So how, okay. how, is, how is doing that? How is um, growing your email list and then like nurturing them? And then now you're surveying them to find out what yeah. are they interested in? Is that like, is that the main idea for surveying them? Or are you surveying them about other things that, other things? So I have done surveys in a couple of ways. So the first way is just a one line email to everybody and just say, tell me what's going on with you. Hmm. Like, I just want to know, like not necessarily even around business, what's one of the biggest challenges that we're, you're working with right now? And you'd be surprised the number of people that come back and tell you what's going on. So that's one way. Um, and then the second day way is with a true survey. I use SurveyMonkey. Mm -hmm. I just pull it together. I send out the link and I offered prizes. And that was really fun. I did a live <laughs> draw for yeah. a prize on, I think it was on Facebook Live that I did it. This was a, a couple of months ago now. But, you know, I just said, hey, if you want to enter in a draw, give me your email address, share it with a friend. And that helped grow my list as well, of course. Okay. But then I got to do this live draw, which is super fun on Facebook because yeah. I had to have somebody else hold the hat while I put the pieces of paper <laughs> with their name on there. And I got a really nice chance to give somebody a gift. So it was cool. That's awesome. And, and what's really cool about being able to survey your audience is you got to see what's going on for them. Did you ask them several questions about what they were interested in or what they wanted to work on or what were your questions like that you were asking? So um, a couple different kinds of questions. So the mm -hmm. first was, you know, of this list of 10 things, mm -hmm. how many of them and which of them are a concern for you right now? Mm -hmm. So I did it that way. Um, very short little answers, one word answers. I also did some open text answers like, tell me what's going mm -hmm. on. How could I help you best? What would you like to learn more about? A place where they felt like they could type in an answer and really talk, talk to me about it. Yeah, so I used both ways, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's great. Cause then it's like, sometimes it's your answers, what you think you're putting out there when they're picking it. And then it's nice to hear their, in their words, then you can repeat their words back to them when you, when you create the program, right? Yeah. And it was, and what was great. And I think for any of your audience that's listening, the mm -hmm. thing that's so much fun is to treat it like a science experiment. Yeah. Like I don't have any idea what's important to them. I'm going to put it all out there and then I get to be surprised and see yeah. what they respond with. Right. And were you surprised by the, it yeah. being their first paying customers? Yeah. What did you think it was? Um, I thought that it would be um, creating a business mm -hmm. as opposed to your first paying customers. Yeah. And the other, um, the second one that it was really high is they don't know what to do. Mm. And I think that, you know, any entrepreneurs who are serving, one-on-one um, -on -one clients, you may find that a lot. Like they just, they don't know what to do next. They don't know what to do tomorrow or the day after. And so they felt really overwhelmed. Like, mm. so what do I do first? What do I do tomorrow? And yeah. I learned a lot from that for sure. 
Yeah. I remember my sister-in-law, um, my ex-sister-in-law telling me one time when she had gotten all set up as a counselor, well, a life coach, she was, she got this office, she'd rented it and she got her laptop together and she set up and she sat up there and sat there and there was like, now what? <laughs> she, was, she didn't have a clue what she's like. She's in business, but she, she didn't know what actually to do to create business, to bring yeah. people in. Yeah. It was, she said, it was really interesting. Her, her just like epiphany of like, Oh, well, I did all the things to get here to open a business, but now I <laughs> And you really feel virtuous when you're setting it up. You feel like, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. Mm. And all of that doesn't actually bring you any clients and it doesn't bring you any money. And yeah, a lot of people have that big gulp moment for sure. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Um, I want to I know we're, we're losing time on you right now because we're so valuable. I want to keep, keep mindful of your time, but I want to just bring it back to Pinterest for a second. Now, yeah. this is something we haven't talked about on this podcast before. Can you dive a little bit more into like, what exactly are you doing on Pinterest and how is that leading to people opting into your email list? Okay. So I have um, a couple of different types of freebies mm -hmm. and my favorite freebie right now is a free membership. So people sign up, they can go in and see a whole bunch of PDFs and videos and all yes. kinds of free ways that I help new coaches. But what I do is again, it's this mindset of a science experiment. Mm -hmm. I create five to 10 pins, different colors, different graphics, different titles and then I post them and I post them on a cycle and then I post them again or share them again and then it's up to the people to decide which one attracts them the most mm -hmm. well when I find out that they like that one with a square that's got some pink in it well then I take that information and the next set of pins and make sure to use that as well mm -hmm. so they show me what they need I use their information to create the next pins so it is like i said a science experiment you just got to be open wow. to try things and see what the people like and what they sign up for yeah that's fascinating i love that you're getting so many uh, options from Pinterest because that's something we haven't explored yet and which we're going to dive into more later. I think we're going to create a training around that. I think that'd be Sounds really cool. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is awesome. I'm excited to do some exploring on Pinterest and I know Pinterest could probably really help podcast listeners too. just exposure for the show as yes. well as you think. Very much yeah. because you can do, you can do static pins, which is just like a graphic. You can mm -hmm. also do little mini videos. And okay. so animated pins are big and like the audiograms that your listeners would get for their podcast, they can post those on Pinterest as well. And they're very well received. Mm, cool. Yeah. Pinterest is this whole other world I've never dived into, but what I understand about it is that it is more of a search engine and it is more rather than the social aspect. So it is really good at showing you the analytics and showing you what's working, what's not. So then you can adjust and pivot. Like you said, yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Cool. I can't wait to dive into Pinterest. And Candy, thank you so, so much for being with us today. I'm super excited to have had you on our show, learn more about your show, learn how things are going and how you're helping coaches change the world out there. And so guys, make sure you check out Candy's show. Go give her some love and a review on our show. It's She Coaches Coaches. So make sure you go head over there and find out more about it. And Candy, anything else? Where else can we find out more information about you? 
Ah, so yes, like you said, go and listen to my podcast. I would love to hear any comments that you've got. And another way of getting a hold of me is through my free resource library. And to get that, you go to my website. It's stepintosuccessnow.com forward slash pages forward slash free. So a little bit of a long name, but awesome. just the way it sounds. Yeah. We'll make sure we put that into the show thank notes you. too. So it's clickable. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Candy, for being here with us. It's been a pleasure to have you and I'm excited to uh, see where we're six, seven months down the road again, how your show is doing and all the traffic you're getting from Pinterest. <laughs> uh, thanks so much again for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you today. You're welcome. Thanks, Candy. Take care. Thanks. All right, Amplify You family out there. Thanks again for joining us this week. Stay tuned again. We'll be back next week. And until then, go out there, amplify your light and be the light the world needs right now. See you next week. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.